The season of Shut Off That Noise wishes to gratefully acknowledge that we work and live on the sacred territory of many nations known and not known, stretching back over 15,000 years when all this was just a continuous black oak savanna. What we now call Toronto has been known as Takaranto, the gathering place, and the place where the trees meet the water, among many other names. It has been inhabited by nations including the Mississaugas of the Credit, the Anishinaabe, the Chippewa, the Haudenosaunee, and the Wendat. This region is now home to many diverse First Nations, Inuit and Métis peoples, and by people who have chosen to gather here from every place on our planet. This gathering place we call Toronto is covered by Treaty 13, signed with the Mississaugas of the Credit, and the Williams Treaty, signed with multiple Mississaugas and Chippewa bands. Under these treaties, we gather in peace with gratitude and respect to the land and the people that came before us. Well, Craig, shut off that noise! This episode of Shut Off That Noise has been kindly sponsored in part by Hollow Log Records and Smoke in the Water, both located at 2227 Dundas Street West in Toronto, and also by Pomp and Circumstance Wedding Photography. Well, welcome back, everyone, to a brand new season of All Musical Shut Off That Noise. I'm your host, Craig Redock, and I'm so pleased to be back. We've got new sponsors and a reinvigorated force behind Shut Off That Noise now. Um, Something that's been a passion of mine, of course, is the music scene in Toronto, and of course, you all know that I'm a musician myself. Well, you know, the other night, I was very inspired. I went out to just catch a band at Cherry Cola's. Um, I showed up to find out they were actually painting, but you know, that wasn't a big problem because I could just walk down the street to Queen and Bathurst and just start heading east along a stretch of nightclubs, and there's just tons and tons of things to do. Well, the first thing that appealed to me was as I passed the Cameron House and the door opened, I could hear a voice piercing through the air the way that a jigsaw cuts through plexiglass, for instance, uh, uh, like a 21st century Brenda Lee with a Persian twist, I could hear that familiar voice of Raha Javanfar and Bad Luck Woman and Her Misfortunes emanating from the doors of the Cameron House on Toronto's fabled Queen West that is now kind of gentrified but was the home of all the nightclubs and bands that I used to see back in the 80s. Indeed, there are obvious comparisons to the voice of Brenda Lee. There's more to it than that. Raha and her band managed to seamlessly blend a massive chunk of 20th century American music like rockabilly, jump blues, swing, and even historic blues that goes back to the iconic voices of Memphis Minnie, Bessie Smith, Ma Rainey. It's a ferocious little blend of sass and grit that will have you tapping your toes and wishing that you knew how to pull off those awesome Lindy Hop moves with your date out on the dance floor. Well, without further ado, I will take you straight to the music. Here is their upcoming single. The CD comes out November 12th. This here is Bad Luck Woman and Her Misfortunes with Cruel Thing.
Okay, so now that you've had a little musical taste of what we're talking about, I'm going to magically transport you to a couple of weeks ago to Toronto's uh, western end neighborhood, Swansea. It is neither West Toronto, it is neither Etobicoke, it's somewhere in the middle. And we were right across the street from uh, Swansea Town Hall. It was like going to a little town in itself, like another dimension. And uh, Raha and Fraser hosted me at their lovely little apartment. And over some Irish whiskey, uh, we discussed music and the lovely apartment full of musicians that they live in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, we, uh, like, I grew up uh, just, like, uh, one block north of Bloor from here. Oh, you're an so, Etobicoke kid. Yeah, or, well, Bloor, West Village, yeah, yeah. Etobicoke okay. is technically... Uh, the west side of Humber, and we are on the east side of Humber. So we are not yet in Etobicoke. No, we're yet. in Swansea. We're in Swansea, uh, which which is neither Etobicoke or Toronto. Uh, it, it was the it was one of the it was the second last uh, township or whatever that was uh, along with Forest Hill to join uh, the city of Toronto. So in 1967, they finally joined Toronto. So there are still people who they won't even say they're like, oh, I'm Blue Rush Village or whatever. They'll be like. Uh, no, no, I'm, I'm from Swansea. Yeah, and then we moved in here just almost three years ago, and, and it's because uh, it's a whole apartment of musicians there. Can you rehearse in this building somewhere? Or yeah, we just rehearse just in the living room. Yeah, I rehearse in my living room. Yeah, and so we just, and same with them. If they want to rehearse, we just tell each other, oh, we're having a rehearsal tomorrow night. Great, yeah. And, you, and we often play with brushes or whatever it has to be. Like, Very good. So, so come have a look at our music room. Cheers. Sure, cheers. Yeah, cheers. Cheers, everybody. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow yeah this is super nice and you have every known instrument we have uh yeah we, we have a bunch of them <gasps> wow trombone. vintage keys galore yeah there's a pocket trumpet in that case over there Some... I'm getting the whirlies just yeah. looking at it <laughs> whirlits or whirlits or fender roads what's under that this a maestro a, or a maestro 612p and I kind of have to get it fixed up right now, but it's kind of a cross between a Rhodes and a Wurlitzer. Yeah. A Douglas copy of a Hofner Beetle bass. Bass is a relatively new instrument to you, right? Yeah, yeah, so you... totally. <laughs> <laughs> well, you seem to have mastered it. <laughs> oh, well, and that, you've got like a sword, like a sword scale one, mm -hmm. and it's still got the boom. It's like you got a lot of boom out of that for sure. So, so I usually play this Gretsch that's a short scale. Uh, it's not out here. Um, that one's a short scale. My first bass I had was a Music Master, uh, also a short scale. Okay. And then I've got this Bronco bass, also a short scale. Nice. <laughs> Do you have a first instrument? Or did you just learn them all at once, like when you're young? Like, was there, oh, was there no, one that's. I'm, de your... de I'm definitely a violinist. Violinist, okay, yeah. right. <laughs> yeah. So you kind of got pushed into, like, what do you know? You, you were, you know, from a young age, like in a sort of a formal. Musical education, like, yep, was, was like, that sort of pushed on you, or is that something you were like, Mom, Mom, I want to play violin? I don't think I ever said, Mom, Mom, I want to play violin. I was like, way before I could speak, I think a violin was placed in my hands. My dad's a musician, my dad's a classical musician, a conductor, okay. and a violinist. Wow, okay. and so he taught me, I think I was like four, or four, yeah, I think I was four, I don't think I was three, I think it was four. When I started, I do remember when I was like six or something, they put me in ORF classes. Have you guys ever taken I remember ORF? ORF yeah. I know, what, do ORF? I know like, of that. Yeah, okay. 
Which was so fun. Just like playing little xylophones and wood My teacher and married. Right, okay. It's a music method with lots of yeah. like colored, is it like xylophones with color? a lot of rhythm. A lot of rhythm. Which and is, like, yeah. And then, yeah, just like really fun instruments that you can just like bang away at and make sounds percussion. and stuff. Percussion. Nice. And xylophones and stuff. And I distinctly remember, I have this like memory of being in my home, like in Iran. I grew up in Iran or was born there. I was there till I was eight. And my dad was tying my shoelaces because I was too young and didn't know how to tie my shoelaces. And he was like down there tying my shoelaces. And I was like, I want to quit violin and take a orf. Like that was like my big statement for the day that I was like, violin. And they were like, uh, okay, yeah, like we'll talk about that. But then, yeah, I definitely pursued it. Like definitely did violin like all through school and high school and I guess... I guess it was, like, mid-high school when I started to be, like, ah, I don't know about pursuing this, like, classical thing forever kind of thing. But I was playing in orchestras, and I was doing, like, Kiwanis competitions and doing the whole conservatory oh, thing. Wow, okay. and like, I'm an Etobicoke School of the Arts kid. So. I went to Earl Haig. You went to Earl Haig. So, okay. so we had a similar kind of artsy high exactly. school kind of thing. So, And then you're also theater, too. So at yeah. Earl Haig, you could probably have a major and a minor. Exactly. And, well, what and happened was I had, things, the, right? I had the music major at Earl okay. Haig, and I just, unfortunately, at the time, that program was really not for me, especially being in strings and being doing orchestra and stuff, and it just really turned me off of wanting to do music. And the drama kids looked like they were having so much fun. So I was like, well, I'm switching to drama. So then I became a drama major, which is what kind of like propelled me into the world of theater and pursuing theater for post-secondary and going to Okay, and here's the sixth track from the forthcoming album. This one's called Bigger Fish to Fry.
So Tim, what do we got going here at Smoking the Water? We got bongs, we got papers, we got grinders, we got lighters, we got pipes, we've got seeds, we've got CBD. Now CBD is a big thing right now. Even pet owners are coming in for the CBD stuff, yes, right? Yes. Tell me about that. Oh, it's just good whatever ails you. It gets a, it's a cure-all. <laughs> now, I've been doing the CBD oil on my knee and I've been smoking these little CBD disposables here. How much do we got those for? $15 for the disposable CBD pen. Tell me about what we got going here at uh, Hololog. Tell you or the Goonie Birds listening to your snapshot or whatever. Well, I'm hoping that some of them have turntables because we have vinyl and lots of it, and all the different kinds of vinyl, including the stuff that hardly anyone sells anymore, like the bluegrass and the country and the folk and the Celtic and the kids section and all that stuff, and all the cool records that I don't want to talk about because I'm not cool. Both Hololog Records and Smoke in the Water are located at 2227 Dundas Street West in Toronto. If you go down to the store, let them know that you are a Shut Off That Noise listener and you can get a one-time offer of 10% off anything in both stores. Okay, now let's get back to the interview with Raha Javanfar and Fraser Melvin of Bad Luck Woman and Her Misfortune. All right, so let's rewind and talk about this little <laughs> musical marriage here. So, well, wait, you're not married, right? Are you married? Are you engaged? Are you... <laughs> There's not no plans? Not yet, not yet. You, got, you know, babe. There's plans. So how long have you guys been together, basically? Coming up on five years. Okay. And were you pals before that in musical cohorts? And then, or well, the, Fraser the has... my bartender. Fraser has the, the Fraser Melvin Band. Okay. That plays at the Cameron House. They have a regular monthly okay. gig at and the Cameron. And that's still going on. Yeah, yeah. Is it the... Second Friday this of the month, after yeah. After five years. Second Friday of the month. And I used to bartend at the Cameron. Um, and I used to live there at the time as well, actually. Okay. I was living upstairs. So you'll know Nigel and the run of the kittens, guys. Yep, all of them. Check out the episode on Run With The Kittens. Oh, sweet! Yeah. So, Fraser used to play there. I used to bartend there. And then I was like, oh yeah, this guy, whatever. <laughs> and the basically the thing is, so I was coming up on my 30th birthday. And I really wanted to shake things up and like at the time I was playing a lot of violin and I was playing fiddle in this western swing band called the double cuts and we were playing at the camera like on a regular thing we had like a weekly thing and stuff and I just was so into this music that Fraser was playing and I wasn't very familiar with it at the time really um that kind of like 50s blues and R&B sound and so then I was like I want to do that and then I guess I wanted to start a new band, so and I, for some reason, at the same time, I also had this infatuation with like learning bass. I can't really remember why, or like what the story was with that, but I borrowed a bass from my friend Arif, and I started just like learning a little bit. And then the first song I just kind of offhandedly learned was "Bad Luck Woman" by Memphis Minnie. And then I was like, okay, I'm going to just put together like a show. It'll be for my birthday. I'll do like a show at the Cameron. It'll be like my birthday party. I'll make up a band and I'll front it. Because also at that time I wasn't singing really at all. And I okay. hadn't like really like fronted a band or anything. But I was like, do all this stuff. And it's just going to kind of be like, it was kind of like a joke. Like kind of. Like not a joke, but like kind of like a. 
experiment. And I was like, whatever, just for fun, I'm just going to do this thing this one time. So I put together a band, basically stole his band, like minus the bass player, because I was like, I want to play bass. Yeah, okay, right, yeah, yeah. No, not you. So (laughs) Fraser and like everyone else in the band, yeah, exactly. Did you give him a tambourine or something? (laughs) 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 But it was was awesome, and the show went really well, and then, yeah, Bad Luck Woman and Her Misfortunes kind of, I was like, oh, that's kind of a cool name, like, Bad Luck Woman's like an homage to Memphis Meanie and the song that I first learned. and It kind of a homage to like all those women the too, genre, right? And totally. it is a genre. It's like... Totally. Yeah, I'm going to get to some questions about that. Yeah, and just Bad Luck and Misfortune coming up a lot and stuff. Anyway, so then we played that show. Ironically, Fraser was actually not available for the very first gigs. He had a gig already with someone somewhere else in the city. So I ended up getting someone else. Adam Beer Colacino was the first guitar player in the band. And then I think Fraser was like not available again for the second one. And um, it got to this thing where it was like, okay, well, we've played a bunch of gigs. You haven't been at any of them. So you're no longer like, like up until then, he had just been subbing out. And I was like, I think Adam should just be the guitar player in the band. <laughs> so he was for quite a long time, actually. Um, and so then, he got fed up and then quit. And then, <laughs> I don't know really what happened. Leave to me to replace him. Um, anyway, it just, long story short, the band stuck, like, it went really well, that first show was really, really fun, I had the most fun, probably, that I've ever had on a stage in my life up until that point. Nice. And I was like, this is totally something I really want to do again, and then, yeah, through time, it's just evolved to become a four-piece, it was more, there were, like, more horns that first show and stuff. So, at the start, it was, like sort of historical covers and that sort of old sort of, totally, sort of material. Yeah, totally, yeah. And then when did the when did the original writing sort of start? And was is that a collaboration between the two of you? It's a collaboration between the whole band, I would say. Definitely Fraser and I will work on stuff a lot first. So you write on your feet. Because we live like, together. In the rehearsal but, space. Like Yeah, we so one time we went away, we did like a writing retreat at this farm out cool. near Perth for like four or five days. That was I think two years ago actually. It's been quite a while. Um, and we, t- we went with everyone, the whole band, and we all just went out there and wrote some songs and worked on them. Since then, I don't know. I guess, like, I'll come up with an idea, and then well, I'll like bring on it. The, the, there was, like, two or three songs on the new album where you basically wrote all the lyrics, like, in your head, and you came mm-hmm. up with most, like, 80% of the music. And mm-hmm. then I kind of added a few chords and stuff and yeah. made a few changes, and then as a band, we kind of arranged it again once yeah. more. Yeah. But, yeah. Which I really like. That's kind of what I want. Like, even though it's, like, bad luck woman and then the others or whatever, I really, really feel the vibe of, like, a band when it comes to our collab and It's got a vibe to it like, to have the... It's totally, like, I wouldn't... I don't know. It's the, the, These guys make it what it is, so I really, really like it being a band. Do, do you think of the bad luck, bad luck woman as kind of, like, a... Like a stage, a stage persona or a nom de plume that you can kind of work under, or is it just it's just a cool name and that's I don't the name? No, I'm trying to figure that out. I mean, maybe it's another it's a whole other conversation, but like, yeah, I don't know. I know I introduced you to like that usually a bunch of gigs when you sit in with us. I'll For say, sure, the bad luck woman herself, and then I'll Raha Javanfar. Mm-hmm. But then the other problem with you too is you have the other band. Voodoo Raha and Speedy Wax, where it's like almost another persona, and that one she plays fiddle, and it's more like fifties swing mm-hmm. kind of stuff like that. And it's this other guy who plays guitar, Speedy Wax, who's really good. But, <laughs> I don't know about you, but I love having like a persona. 
Because then I can go away and be me again, right? I don't think I've quite figured it out yet. Because on the one hand, I completely agree with you. I really like that persona thing as well. On the other hand, there's so there's so much of myself that I want to be on stage. And sometimes I find it really challenging to figure out what the balance is between those things. For example, we're putting out a new record. It's done. It's like at the printers now. It'll be nice. done in the next couple of weeks. And when we were when we were working on the graphic design for it, um, for the cover and whatnot, our graphic designer, who did a really marvelous job and was an absolute pleasure to work with, um, really wanted to push us in the direction of the stylistic tropes of the era and like really trying to fit it into this era specific um, aesthetic. Right. Which. On the one hand, I understand that impulse and agree with it because uh-huh. so much of what we play fits into that so plainly. It's obvious. On the other hand, there was a part of me that was like, but I also want it to be us. And when you listen to the, all this music the way that we play it, it is definitely different than how the original versions of these songs were played. It's like a different kind of energy. So anyway, I just didn't, I just really struggled with like, I don't know if I just want it to look like, I don't. I don't know. I struggle. I struggle a little bit with like. So did you go with the antique want... look, or did you go with uh, something well, I just? Show, I can show it to you. It's um, it's definitely heavily inspired by that yeah. era for sure. So does does that kind of era of music resonate with you more than say the kind of stuff that's on the radio right now that is like you know Drake and Rihanna? <laughs> Like, I don't know, that totally. stuff doesn't really resonate with me. I'm sorry. I wish no, it did. not at all. <laughs> I know. I wish it did, too. I actually do sometimes really, like, wish that I could get into mainstream music. Like, I'll try. Once in a while, like, go on Spotify and be like, okay, what's, like, happening out there that people are, like, actually listening to? And I don't know. I guess I just <laughs> want to, like, just, I don't know, clarify. I think there's definitely a lot of really awesome music being made. I think that probably most of what's being at the forefront of what's being fed to us, unfortunately, is stuff that I don't necessarily get into. And so sometimes I have a little, too little patience, maybe, to, like, dig deep to find what people are doing that I could be interested in. Mm. And I think maybe Fraser and I are a bit different this way, where, like, he really seriously grew up listening to this music. Like, all these records you see he's had, like, his whole life, or, like, has been accumulating his whole life. And, like, when you first got a guitar... Who, who was it that you wanted to emulate? Why, why did you get the guitar? What was burning uh, in you to get Well, no, it actually is funny. It's one of, one of my best friends. Uh, my best friend, Tyler, he had a guitar and he, uh, he, had a really, he has a really good ear. And uh, I remember him like learning, guitar. he like taught himself a few things. And I was like, oh, damn, Tyler's doing that? Like, I want to <laughs> do that. That's cool. And then, yeah, and then I got, got a guitar. And then uh, the teacher I ended up getting, Jeff Peacock, he... Uh, he was a really good teacher, so I ended up latching onto it. And then I just, like, you know, come home from school every day and just, like, put on the whole Are You Experienced album or, like, Paul Butterfield's first album and just, like, play along with front to back and just, like, keep playing. My parents and sisters were like, shut the fuck up. What What is out there right now that that is, like, kind of in the same field as what you guys are doing that you really like? Like, even in the local scene. Oh, Bywater Call. Yeah, I like, I was about to say, like, I love listening to, like, my friends' albums. Of not just in the same genre, but anybody who's making anything. I was listening to my friend Angie Hiltz's new record she just released on. Sounds amazing. Or the um, man with the scream. Jay Swinerton. Jay Swinerton's new album. I don't know. There's so many of our friends putting out stuff and making really awesome stuff. So Fast nowadays, fuck. I try to make a bigger <laughs> effort to yeah, just listen to those and. Lots of great stuff in the blues community and 
Canada and Toronto. Like, so you July, you were on the front cover of uh, the Maple Blues magazine, mm-hmm. and you're firmly ste- steeped in that community now. So you've got Women's Blues Review coming up in November. You're a big part of that, and you're going to mm-hmm. host the Maple Blues Awards. Yeah. So what happens wait. if you win an award? <laughs> do you have to present it to yourself, or are you going to like magically appear <clears throat> from the audience and come out, or is yeah. there like a hologram of you? Well, highly doubtful that I will win. Anything. Are you nominated for something? No. no. Not this year. Oh, that's. Oh, Ross, <laughs> not nominated for anything. She can host it this year. Well, to be honest, like, I don't that's know. That's a real consolation. I honey. feel like we didn't get our album out really early enough to like get into the running for that. But also, but also, um, I think it happened once before where because because there's presenters, right? So like the host introduces the presenters and then the presenters. Do you get to award. do some of your shtick? Because like your your in between song banter is actually I really love your. Your deadpan I'm gonna humor. Sh- You're stick really the good. Shit out of that show. Do, do That's you just my plan. stick it all? You stick <laughs> it all over with your stick, wait, honey. Yeah. I love your stick. Yeah, it's- I can't wait. I'm super excited. I love doing stuff like that. MCing, talking into a microphone. Awesome, like, awesome. Bring it on. <laughs> yeah, I'm super excited. <laughs> super, super looking forward to that. And really grateful, actually. You, you mentioned how that community, like, they've really embraced our band, and from the get go, I think it was like a really great. Um, response and uh reception of us from when we performed at the um the talent search the toronto blues society puts on and uh everything since then has been really 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 great with the support that they've provided okay and here's one more track from bad luck woman and her misfortunes from the new album coming out it's called cruel thing this track is called it ain't gonna happen again
So, just before we head out, just some uh, entertainment listings. Mozart's Don Giovanni is at the Ed Mervish Theatre through till November 7th. The Fireworks Festival is on at the Alumni Theatre. You've got to check that out. That runs through till November 24th. They're down at 70 Berkeley. Mark Anthony's playing at the Scotiabank Theatre tomorrow night on Friday. Uh, movies coming out this weekend. Doctor Sleep opens Friday, Midway, Last Christmas, and Playing with Fire. Uh, Indie Week is coming up November 13th to 17th, and we're going to be featuring Old Major on the next show and they've got a performance in that festival so i'd like to say a big thank you to raha and fraser for having me over to their place it was a lot of fun to hang out with them and sip on some irish whiskey you can catch the fraser melvin band every second friday of the month at the cameron house on queen street and you can catch bad luck woman every tuesday at the cameron uh their cd release party is yet to be announced but uh stay tuned and we'll let you know about that so i want to thank my sponsors pomp and circumstance wedding photography and the two stores that are side by side smoke in the water and hollow log records until next time i'm your host craig riddock and you've been listening to shut off that noise see you next thursday